All right, as we continue through 1 John, let's turn to 1 John chapter 4. We'll begin there today, 1 John chapter uh, 4. All right, 1 John, and we'll read verses 1 through 6. Amen. When you find your place, say amen. Hallelujah. All right, sorry. Sister Pam bought me these signs here, sister. So, you know, should I give them to your friends to hold up for us during the service? You know, I mean, you know, she bought these, so, you know, it's her, her fault there. All right. 1 John chapter 4, and we'll read verses 1 through 6, and the Word of God says this. Beloved, believe, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Year of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. Verse 6, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Let's pray again, please. Father, again, Lord, we come before you through the blood in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you're our friend. Amen. You're the friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And so we thank you, Lord, for being our dear friend. And we thank you for others that you bring in our life to be our friend and to be an encouragement and to help us along the way. Thank you for these uh, praises that we've heard this morning. And uh, Lord, we do pray uh, for uh, people today, dear God, that they have spiritual need. Or we think of uh, Brother Wood's brother, and we think of others, uh, even my, I think of my brothers this morning. <laughs> Lord, loved ones. Uh, Lord, that uh, Lord, in your grace, you've uh, allowed us to be saved, but Lord, you care about them as well. You want to see them saved, and certainly we want to see them saved. So God, we t pray that you'd work in uh, loved ones' hearts, uh, Lord, wherever they may be right now. We think of others that have been witnessed to. Uh, Lord, tracts have been handed out. People have witnessed to people this week, and we pray for them. We pray for somebody that might be listening or somebody by here uh, that's not saved. God, that you would work in that heart and convict that heart and draw that heart. Uh, Lord, that even today they would repent of their sin and put their trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And uh, Lord, uh, we thank you for our country. And we pray for the leaders of our country. Thank you for our military people that are serving today. And uh, dear God, uh, those that uh, are missionaries to the military. And uh, Lord, we pray that you'd uh, bless them. And we pray for all of our missionaries, dear God, wherever they are today, work mightily in them and through them. And so, Lord, help us today as we look at this portion of Scripture. Our desire, first of all, is that Jesus Christ would be glorified. And Lord, that he would have the preeminence. And dear God, again, that you would work in hearts and build your local church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so uh, as we uh, uh, look at this uh, portion of, of uh, uh, Scripture, uh, we notice verse 6 that ends with this. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Notice that. Spirit of truth, spirit of error. So we must be aware that we live in a world that is absolutely saturated, right, with the spirit of air. So much that we hear uh, sounds, uh, uh, so much, you know, might sound good, 
But we must make sure that it lines up with the truth and is guided by the spirit of truth. And so uh, the Bible teaches us to put everything to the test and make sure that it lines up with God's truth. Second uh, John 1.4 says this. Second John 1.4 says, I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth. Then 3 John 1.4 says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And certainly uh, that's the desire of God. That's our desire as a church and uh, as a parent. Amen. We desire that our children uh, would be walking in truth. So I ask you this morning, if you're listening, hey, are you walking in truth? Do you know the truth? Do you really want to know the truth? Do you even care about uh, the truth? You know, that's a good thing to ask people when you start witnessing. You know, uh, of course, we want to somebody wants uh, uh, to know the truth and they want to know how to be saved. We want to uh, give of our time that they would know that. But again, the Bible teaches not to waste our time. So say, you know, that's nothing wrong with asking people that say, hey, I'm glad to talk to you. But listen, do you really want to know the truth or you just want to argue? You want to try and prove a point. You know, so that's a good thing to ask. But God desires that we would know the truth and we would be able to discern the truth and know there is a, there is truth out there. But there's also error out there. And of course, God desires and rejoices that people, especially his children, would walk in truth. But of course, to be able to walk in truth again, you must know the truth and you must be able to discern the truth. And, of course, uh, that begins with knowing he who is truth. We'll talk about that. But let us uh, begin again by looking at verse 1 again. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but again, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Now, again, it says every spirit there in verse 1. And again, in verse 6, it talked about the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And so uh, we need to understand this. And we certainly want our young people, we want our young people to understand this, that there is more than one spirit out there vying for your attention. <laughs> young people, listen up to that. There's more than one spirit out there vying for your attention. There's more than one spirit out there that wants to control your life. And so it's important, uh, young people, and of course, people of all ages, but we emphasize the young people that you understand there's a spirit of truth out there and there's a spirit of error. And just as much as uh, uh, God and the spirit of truth, amen, want to lead you in the right direction. There's that spirit of error that wants to destroy your life and take you in the wrong direction. Ephesians 6, 12, again, you know, this verse says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Say so you think you think you, you you think you're fighting against that person over there, that person at the office, or that person at work, or that uh, a person in your school class. No, you're fighting against a spirit of error. You're fighting against a wicked spirit, right? And it says this, but we're fighting against what? Not that individual that that spirit might be using, right? But you're fighting. We're fighting against principalities, against powers against the rulers of darkness of this world, of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Well, we, see, we certainly see spiritual wickedness in high places when we look at our own uh, government, 
we certainly see it uh, active, active there. You know, a lot of times when people think about all this spiritual stuff, they say, oh, that stuff of myths and, you know, that stuff, you know, back before people were civilized. No, it's a reality. It's a truth. And in 2021, there are evil, uh, wicked spirits that want to control your life, your heart, your home and our country and indeed uh, the world. 1 Timothy 4.1 talks about some other spirits. 1 Timothy 4.1 says this, Now the Spirit, that's Holy Spirit, speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, what? Giving heed to what? Seducing spirits, doctrines of devils. So you got to remember, hey, as believers, right, doctrine, sound teaching is very important to us. We want to make sure that we have biblical doctrine. We want to have a biblical world view as believers. And so we make a big deal out of doctrine. That's why we make a big deal out of the Bible, because Bible's uh, doctrines based upon the Bible comes from the Bible. So we make a big deal about the Bible because we want to make a big deal about proper doctrine. Well, hey, the devil's got his doctrines, too, that he wants to try and instill in you and get you to believe. And so it says uh, the false prophets. And so he's got his false prophets. So you need to realize, hey, thank God that there's preachers throughout this country that are standing and preaching the word of God uh, to the best of their ability and trying to give you truth. But you know what? Uh, we need to realize the world and Satan, they have their preachers too. They've got their preachers out there and they've got a message that they're trying to put out, just like God has his preachers trying to get out their message. Matter of fact, 2 Corinthians 11.4, notice these words. 2 Corinthians 11.4 says this. 2 Corinthians 11.4, why don't you go ahead and turn over to that verse. And notice what it says. It gives some, uh, some warning here. 2 Corinthians 11.4 says, For he that cometh, for if he that cometh, if he that cometh, preaches, look at this, another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might uh, well bear with him. So notice that what it's mentioned there, another Jesus, another spirit, another gospel. Again, remember the most dangerous error is that error which is closest to truth. That's why most truth, uh, most uh, of their doctrine has a little truth mixed in. But remember, a half truth is what? A whole lie. A half truth is a whole lie. And so just because it has truth mixed into it uh, doesn't mean uh, that it, it's uh, totally correct and you should yield to it. So the Bible tells us to what? To try the spirits, which of course means put to the proof put to the test, to make a trial of them, if you will. Put these things that you're hearing, put this spirit uh, 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 that uh, uh, is coming after you, put it to the, trest, the test, and it says by some method. And so 1 Thessalonians 5.21 also gives a heeding like that. It says, prove all things and then hold fast that which is good. So try the spirits. Prove all things. Amen. Uh, just because uh, somebody comes up, you know, I, I'm amazed at how many, quote unquote, believers that just because somebody throws Jesus on the name. 
right? Just because they throw Jesus on a movie, just because they throw the name Jesus on a song, just because they throw uh, the word, you know, Christian this. It's amazing to think, well, you know, but this is a Christian whatever. This is a No, 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 no. It's only Christian, amen, if it is based on the Word of God and lines up with the Word of God. Uh, just throwing the name Jesus out there, putting the tag Christian on it, uh, doesn't mean that it's right. Doesn't mean that we should allow it, that we should give in to it. And there's a lot of that going on uh, in our country today. And again, influencing our young people. 1 Corinthians 3.13 says this. It says, hey, you know what? One day our works are going to be tested. Our works are going to be tried. Notice what it says in 1 Corinthians 3.13 says this. Every man's works shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. And notice how this verse ends. And the fire shall Try every man's work. So that we see that word try means put to the test. Put to the test. And it says this, of what sort it is. You see, it's just not that you did something in the name of Jesus, that you did something and tagged Christian on it. Remember Matthew talks about that group that comes and said, hey, we did a bunch of things in your name. Well, they did a bunch of things and tagged the name, the title Christian or Jesus. And he says, what, I never knew you. And so, listen, even us, even though we might be true believers, hey, we need to make sure what we're doing, we're doing it not to be seen. We're not doing it, amen, to get a pat on the back by the church or whatever. We're doing it because we want to serve our Lord faithfully and we want to bring glory to him in what we do. That's why we're doing it. And so we must try every spirit of what sort it is. And, of course, you cannot discern something spiritual until you've been made spiritually alive <laughs> because you have no spiritual uh, ability or discernment until you've been saved. 1 Corinthians 2.14 makes that clear. But the natural man, that is man in his natural state of being lost, man in his natural state, amen, of not knowing the Lord Jesus Christ, he's still in his sinful state, so he's, he's, his soul is lost, his, he's spiritually dead, amen, and he's headed, to, uh, he's headed to hell. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Again, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. And because he's in his natural state, he is, he's spiritually dead. He cannot have spiritual discernment. Ephesians 2, 1 makes that clear. And you hath he quickened who were dead. So before you're saved, you're spiritually dead. That's why it's hard for you to understand spiritual things. But once you've been quickened, made spiritually alive through the power of the gospel and the Holy Spirit, now your spirit is alive. Now you can have communication with God, right? Uh, the Bible says he, that he desires to worship him in spirit and in truth. But to do that, you have to be spiritually alive. Now you can uh, begin to understand spiritual things. That's why you have to get in the word and begin to grow so you can understand spiritual things. So this is what this is trying to teach us. We need to grow. We need to be able to discern these things as believers. So again, uh, try these things because there's many false, false uh, 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 prophets out there. And that's why it tells us, believe not every spirit. Just because somebody shows up and they look nice and they, they look like respectable people and all that stuff doesn't mean that you would automatically accept what they tell you just because they throw a few familiar words out there. 
And again, it's, a lot of people use Bible words because they know that's what people are looking for. But you got to remember, they use Bible words, but they don't use a Bible definition. So when you hear a Bible word, when you hear somebody use a Bible word, you also want to make sure they're using a Bible definition attached to that word. Again, the example is baptism. You say, somebody said, you say, hey, have you been baptized? And they look back and say, oh, yeah, mom told me when I was a baby, they sprinkled some water on my head. Yeah, I've been baptized. Well, no. You see, they have a Bible word, but they don't have a Bible definition because the Bible, again, teaches, right, shows there's only one form of biblical scriptural baptism. That's by immersion, right? Like we saw in Acts 8, they both went down in the water. That wouldn't be necessary. Amen. If he was just going to sprinkle there. So and then, uh, of course, we realize that baptism represents something. It's not part of salvation, but it represents uh, something. So we need to make sure that it lines up with the word of God, not just in word, but in definition. So the world and we need to realize again, let me read this verse again. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. And listen, you need to realize why this is so important, because do you realize The world is in the condition it is today. Why? Why are we in the condition? You say, oh, yeah, because what happened in the Garden of Eden? Well, what happened in the Garden of Eden? They believed something they shouldn't have believed. They didn't try the spirits because Eve believed something she shouldn't have believed because uh, she didn't try the spirits, if you will. When the devil showed up, that's why we're in the condition uh, uh, that we're in. That's what happened. Let me give you some verses for that. Well, of course, well, of course, I'll give you Genesis 3, 1, where it starts, says this, Genesis 3, 1. Now the certain, this will show you how important it is what he's teaching us here, why it's so important to have spiritual discernment, why it's so important to know the word of God and to be filled with the word of God and to be filled with the spirit so that you can discern these things, so that you can try these things. Genesis 3, 1 says this. Now the serpent was more, notice this word, subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said. Hey, man, sounds good. We're going to talk about what God said. We threw God in there. You see, we, we threw some Bible words in there. Amen. We're getting ready to use the word of God. Oh, this guy, what, what, what do you mean? I, why, why do you think that, preacher? He, he, he was using the word of God. Oh, was he? Was he? But was he using it? Correctly. This is why it's so important. Yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. See? Isn't that what the Bible says? <laughs> well, you better, you, better, you better make sure. So you see there how the serpent came subtly and how Eve, right? She began to hear it. And what? She didn't discern. She didn't believe it. She went back and forth even a little bit. But let me give you a, a, a couple more verses. 2 Corinthians 11.3. 2 Corinthians 11.3 says this, But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that as is in Christ. 1 Timothy 2.14 says this, Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. So we see the subtlety of Satan. And so you, boy, these people that are going to knock on your door, young people, these people that the devil's going to slip into your life, they're going to be subtle. 
Amen. They're going to they're, 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 they're look like nice people, nice uh, young people or whatever. He knows how to slip it. He's subtle. And they're going to say things that, well, that sounded right. That sounded right. He talked about God. He said, God's word better be able to, to discern the spirits. Better not be quick to believe those things. Better want to check things by the word of God and also uh, by uh, spiritual leaders that God brings into your life if you're not sure. And that word deceive means to seduce into error, to mislead. So what? That she gave in, right? To, uh, uh, she believed something she shouldn't have believed. She gave in and didn't discern the spirit of error and gave in to what he said. So that's, a, that's how we got into this mess. And that's how we, even as believers, sometimes get into a mess because uh, we don't uh, act biblically and respond biblically. So to discern the truth and error, again, to be able to discern the truth and error, you must understand, there must be a fixed point of reference of truth. You have to know what the truth is. You, know, have to, you have to know what that fixed point of truth is that you're basing things on that'll reveal to you Hey, this is my fixed point of truth. I know that I can trust this, and so I'm going to run everything by it. I'm going to run everything by it. You see, uh, Christ, as we've mentioned before, he's a fixed point, fixed reference of truth. This Bible is a fixed point reference of truth. So since I know that this Bible is truth, since I know that I can trust the Word of God, I want to run everything by it. You see, like we read in uh, Second Peter the other day where he talked about being on the Mount of Transfiguration. He talked about what he saw with his eyes. Then remember what he said in verse 19 of Second Peter 1. We have also a more sure word, a more sure word. Of course, that's a reference to the word of God. He said this, whereunto you do well that you take heed. Do well that ye take heed. You see, Eve, what do? She took heed to that lie. She took heed to that spirit of error. We want to take heed to the truth. We want to yield to the truth. So more than I trust my, more important than my, what I see with my eyes, more important than my personal opinion, more important than my own uh, uh, wisdom or ability to figure things out, amen. I turn to the word of God and I trust the word of God. So thank God, as believers, we have a fixed point reference of truth. And again, the world doesn't have that. They try to come up with one. We talked about this before. They try to come up with one. They try to make one up. And, and, and you know, I think about what's going on today. What, what, what's, what's something that you hear used a lot today? Well, follow the science. Trust the science. And, you know, when they're talking about, you know, all the, this green stuff in the world and when they talk about the pandemic, they say, oh, follow the science. But, you know, even the science of many things is a moving and evolving point of reference. Even the things of science are a moving and evolving point of reference. Listen, a dictionary, you can't even trust a dictionary. The definition, definition of words is always changing. You know, like the old famous line, depends what your definition of is is, right? You know, you know they're always sowing that stuff out. And that's what they do. Hey, do you know, it, it, that's why I like a, a Webster's 1828 Dictionary, the first American dictionary. You know, if you look, look up Savior in the 1828 Dictionary, and it'll say, it'll tell you, Jesus Christ is the Savior. It'll say it right there. You look up, uh, you, you, get a, you get a Webster's Dictionary today and you look up Savior. And you know what it says? Something like this. A title or reference office often used or given to Jesus. 
Hey, listen, hey, it's still in there. Boy, do you think if your dictionary was your point of reference of truth and trying to, man, I want to know if Jesus is really the Savior. Where's the dictionary? Well, hey, it's moved. It's changed. Hey, listen, uh, we got a book here that's thousands of years old. Oh, do you know what it says? It still says Jesus is the only way. It says the blood is the only thing that can wash away your sins. It says there's still power in the blood. It still says, amen, uh, what it said 2,000 years ago because the word is what? Forever settled in heaven. It's not going to change. People are trying to change it. That's why you better make sure, amen, that you have the word of God. I'm glad we have uh, the word of God. But it says the same thing, amen, that it's always said. His word is settled. And so I can look back. I'm glad, amen, that I can stand here. Uh, uh, Grandpa's been gone for since uh, 1998, 99, whatever it was. But I'm glad I can stand here and preach uh, uh, the same word that Grandpa preached. Hey, we read about Spurgeon, D.L. Moody. I'm glad, amen, we can uh, stand with the, the word of God today and know that it is sure. So you better make sure when you're trying to discern truth what you're using for your point of reference is truth. And amen, thank God we have the unshakable word of God. God, We have that more sure word. So I'd rather follow the scriptures than the science. You know, as far as I know, no scientific discovery and and not, not that there hasn't been some good things out of that or some archaeological discovery. There's some interesting stuff there. I, recently, I was watching a documentary on a new pyramid or something that had been discovered in Egypt. That's interesting to look at. But as far as I know, no scientific discovery or, or archaeological find has, amen, uh, contradicted uh, the Word of God. And if it did, they got it wrong. Not the Word of God. They got it wrong. You say, oh, you believe that a man got swallowed by a whale? Listen, if the Word of God said that that man had swallowed the whale, I'd believe it. And I'd say, man, I can't wait to get to heaven to say how he did that. Amen. <laughs> I'd believe it. You know, they try to they try to mock. I, a guy was mocking a friend of mine one time and he said, I guess, uh, you know, they said the Joan and the whale that that happened in the Mediterranean, whatever it was. And he said, there ain't no whales in the Mediterranean. How'd that whale get there? And my friend said, well, God sent a helicopter over, picked that thing up and dropped it off in the Mediterranean. That's how it got there. You know, <laughs> of course, he was joking. That did not happen. But listen, uh, listen, you know, here's the thing. People do not mind. People don't mind if you say this. Jesus Christ changed my life. Hey, if you say I don't think anybody would get upset if you walked and said, you know, I want you to know that Jesus Christ changed my life. That's not going to get too many people upset. It's when you say this. Jesus Christ is the only way for a life to be changed. That's when you can have issues. You know, there's something about that name, like the song says, I wish I could sing it for you right now, right? There's something about that, song, that name. Because you, you could stand on a street corner, you could call out all kinds of people's names. You call out Buddha's name, and not people are going to move. You call out the name of Jesus, and people get nervous, because that's the name with power. And so, listen, I want people to know that Jesus changed my life, and that he is the only one that can change a life. You see, people don't like absolutes. People don't like, they don't know how to deal with absolutes. Like I told you before, I was at that, 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 that uh, friend of mine's uh, 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 wedding, and, and, I, and I got talking back and forth with somebody, and, and they looked at me and said, you know, there are no absolutes. I said, are you absolutely sure about that? They didn't know what to do with that, you know. <laughs> he didn't know what to do with that. But hey, there are absolutes. There are absolutes. The Word of God. The Word of God. Amen. Jesus said Absolutely, in John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth, 
I am the life. That's not what somebody said about him. That's what he said about himself. And you know what? That was true when he said it. It's true today. Jesus Christ is the only way. He is the only truth. He is the only life. In 2021, nobody comes unto the Father but by the Lord Jesus Christ. That is truth. Amen. And I believe that truth. And so, uh, uh, better move on. I've got two minutes to get through the other four verses. Hereby you know the Spirit of God, every spirit, what? That confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. So, every spirit that confesses that Jesus is the Christ. Verse 3, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And notice what it says. And this is that spirit of what? Antichrist. You know, a lot of times people get caught up on the Antichrist, that one day the Antichrist is going to show up. Hey, listen, you know what? See how the devil gets us sidetracked? He gets us sidetracked looking for the Antichrist, and we miss what the spirit of the Antichrist is already doing all around us. See, the devil, he'll use, he'll use uh, uh, even truth to get us sidetracked. He'll get us focused on one thing. Hey, listen, I don't know when the Antichrist is coming on the scene, but I want to have the discernment as a believer, knowing the word of God and being filled with the spirit of God to discern what the spirit of the Antichrist is already trying to do all around me and, and how it's trying to destroy my country and destroy my family because the spirit of the Antichrist is already on the move. So when he shows up, I don't know. I worry about that down the road. I got to stay focused on what's in front of me. And what's in front of me is that the spirit of the Antichrist is, is working in a powerful way all across our nation and all across the world. And we need to be able to discern that as believers. The spirit of Antichrist. Of course, Islam is Antichrist and it's controlled by the spirit of Antichrist. You say, oh, you shouldn't say things like that. Why? It's the truth. You say, you're, you're, oh, you see, here you are. You're running another religion down. No, I'm not running another religion down because I don't have religion. One. Two, that's my job. Amen. As a preacher of God, not to run people down, but to try and lift people up. But I can't lift people up until I tell them the truth. And part of telling the truth is pointing out lies and pointing out error. And how can I show them the spirit of truth if I don't show them also what the spirit of error is so they can discern it? And so, listen, you know, uh, we, you know, me, we don't try to beat people down. We don't try to run people down. Amen. But on the other hand, we are going to stand up for truth. We are going to stand up for what's right. Amen. And we're not going to back down for that. We're not going to apologize for that. We're not going to feel bad about it. Not, not with an attitude, but in the right spirit, we want to say the right thing. We speak the truth, but we speak it in love. And so, listen, I am, yes, I'm against Islam, but I care for every Muslim individual. You see, that's what people don't discern. They say, oh, no, no, I care more about them than you care about them. You, 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 you liberal, you're just running your mouth, you know, because I want to see them get saved. I don't want them to die in their sin. I don't want them to go to hell. And I, the only way I can do that is to tell them the truth. And the Bible says, says clearly in 1 John 2, who is a liar? 
But he that denieth Jesus is the Christ. He is antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. And that's a strong basis of the Islam religion and others. And so they're of the spirit of the anti. They're not the only ones, but anybody that denies the Father and the Son is of the spirit of the Antichrist. So here's what you need to understand. It's not enough to say, I believe in Jesus. It's not enough to say, I believe in Jesus. You must say, I believe he's the Christ. Not just say, I believe in Jesus. But you almost you must believe that he's the Christ. Say, what do you mean by that? Because a Muslim, listen, I, I dealt with Muslims for years. I told you for years when I was in Bulgaria, every Tuesday night, we filled up an apartment full of Iranian refugees, Iraqi refugees and Kurds. Right. And, and, and I've gone down into Greece and dealt a lot with Muslim refugees. And they'll say, oh, we believe in Jesus, but they believe he's a prophet. They don't believe he's the Christ. You must believe he's the Christ. You see, and even most people will say, most people say, oh, I believe in Jesus, but they believe him as a historical figure. They don't believe him as the Christ. You see, John 4, that we, a perfect example. You see, she believed in Jesus, right? When she, right, she met him. So immediately she believed in Jesus because he was sitting right in front of her. But you know what? Her life didn't change. She didn't stop what she was doing. She even lifted him up to, hey, man, this is a pretty good man right here. She even lifted him up to a prophet. But you know what? Even as a prophet, she didn't stop what she was doing. It didn't change her life. It's not till she saw him as not just Jesus, but Jesus the Christ. Oh, we know that he's going to come. I'm just speaking to you. I'm he. Oh, she believed it. But the moment she just didn't believe in Jesus, but she believed he was the Christ, the anointed one, the one that was sent, then her life was changed, you see. And that's why we have to emphasize, hey, I don't just believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus is the Christ. He's the only way. He's the only hope. We better move on. He said, year of God, little children. See, there it is. Over and over, you've seen this little children. Always trying to encourage the believer. And have overcome them, thank God, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, notice that it doesn't say will overcome them. It did not say we will overcome them. It says we have. And that is where our faith stands. Not that one day we're going to get the victory. We have got the victory. Amen. We're just waiting for the game to play out. <laughs> amen. We're just waiting for the game to play out. Right. Uh, so we can. Amen. Uh, so we can go home. But we've already won. We already have the victory. John 16, 33 says this. These things have I spoken to you that you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. He's already overcome the world. And because he's already overcome the world, I'm in him and he is in me and he's in me. Greater is he that is in me than any other spirit or uh, anything else that's out there. Greater, amen, that is in you, all right? What a wonderful thing that is. We already have the victory. Verse five, they are of the world. Therefore, they speak of the world and the world heareth them. Who's talking about those false prophets? You see, you know, you know, uh, most of the, these uh, popular musicians. They're false prophets. They're false prophets. You know what they're doing? It says this. They speak of the world. They're preaching the message of the devil. They're preaching the message of the devil. They're speaking to the world and the world heareth them. 
You, you can look at most of them, right? And they're, preacher, they're preachers of, of, of the Satan's ungodly message, pushing the world's philosophies. I saw a commercial the other day. What seemed to be an innocent, I, I, I think it was a, I don't know if it was a, a phone commercial or what it was about. I can't, I can't remember what it was about, just the basic commercial. And, 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 when, and when the lady gets done at the end of the commercial, she says, I don't know, I'm guessing she was in her early 20s or, or whatever the lady was leading the commercial. She says, she see, sat down to some girls that looked like they were, was the term, teenagers or whatever. And she said, she said, it's the, what did she say? It's the bad ones that always make history or something like that. Some, but something like that. I'm like, what? what? What in the world does that have anything to do with whatever product they're selling? But you see how the devil just slips that stuff in? Just slips that stuff in uh, at the end. Why? Because he wants to destroy your life. He wants to destroy your life. Don't side note there, but listen, it's all around us. They're preaching the message of Satan. So notice that that's why it says what? They're of the world. They speak of the world. And that's why the world hears them. But thank God we're not of the world. John 15, 19 says, ye were of the world. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you're not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, the world hateth you. John 17, 16, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Thank God. He's got the victory, so we got the victory. He's not of the world. We're not of the world. What a wonderful thing that is. Let's finish up here. We are of God, and he that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Again, hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So again, not everything is truth. You know, you know the, the world's not afraid of the word truth. It's afraid of what truth really is. Because they use that term. Well, you know, hey, that, that's your truth. If, 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 you know, if that truth speaks to you, you know, but this is my truth. You know, like, you know, again, no, no uh, point of, uh, no fixed point of reference. You know, hey, if that's your truth, man, I'm for you, man. I'm for you. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. Because you don't really care what truth is. So you're not for me. You're not even for yourself. Something is either truth or error. It's very, very clear line. Truth, error. Truth, error. Revelation 20.10 says this, And the devil that deceived them was cast in the lake of fire. He's going to get his one day. And you know what? The devil that deceived him. And just like when there was only Adam and Eve, he walked in the Garden of Eden and he deceived. And in every generation, he's been deceiving. And in 2021, he's still deceiving. But the thing is, he's even deceiving people that should be able to discern error and truth air and truth. And that's us. That's why it's so important that we know the word of God and that we walk with God and we're filled and guided by the spirit of God so that we can discern the spirit of truth and the spirit of God's in this. God is not in that. That is right. That is wrong. It's okay if we allow this in the church. It's not okay if we allow that in the church. Clear lines of distinction based upon our fixed point of reference to truth. Amen. Jesus Christ and the word of God and the Holy Spirit. I'm afraid America is becoming more like uh, these verses mentioned. Hosea 4.1 says this as we finish up. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel, for the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. 
And what was the controversy that he had with the inhabitants of the land? Because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. It's a sad thing, but that's where America is getting that no truth, no mercy, no knowledge of God. That is why it's so important, amen, that we stay faithful and keep the lights on and the doors open. 2 Timothy 3, 7 says, ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And that is those, amen, that aren't willing to surrender to the truth, the word of God and Jesus Christ. So we must believe and know the spirit of truth, the scriptures of truth, and the Savior of truth. So I ask you, my friends, do you know the truth? Are you walking in the truth? Do you care about the truth? Amen. Can you discern the spirit of truth, the scriptures of truth, and he who is truth? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? So realize that there is a war in the world between the devil and the Lord, between the spirit of error and the spirit of truth. There's a war going on. God commands us as believers to try the spirits because there are so many false prophets out there. Oh, they, they use some good terminology, but you listen, you can't just listen to words. You got to understand exactly what they're saying, be able to, to discern and recognize truth from error. So listen, listen, for an open confession, we must openly confess that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Not just say, hey, I, I, I believe in Jesus, but I believe in Jesus because he is the Christ. He is God in the flesh. He is the only one that could pay the price for my sin. And if you're saved today, rejoice that you found the truth in Jesus Christ and you have victory over anything out there in this world today. Amen. We have it. And so let's live in it and tell the world about it. Let's pray.